Hey, you. Psst, psst. Yeah, you. Have you ever wanted to know the do's and don'ts of dating? Are you looking to make that career move and you're not sure how? Or are you just simply trying to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, I've got the answers and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Chicas Project Podcast with your host, Abigail Amengual. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Chicas Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amengual, and with me is my co-host, Ming Chen. Ming, what's going on? Hello, Abigail. How are you? I missed you. How's everything going? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. How was Florida? Um, it was pretty amazing. How was It was Comic-Con, right? Comic-Con, yeah. Did you say I looked tanner? I do. I, I did. The sun. I wasn't laying out or anything. I you just, looked really tan. Really? So do you have like a t-shirt? Tan line? Um, if you oh, I, out. Here, um, um, here, watch this. I'm going to take my watch off. Look at that. Look at See all. how tan you are. <laughs> it's, that's so bad. I have a watch tan line. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. but I, like, I don't go and lay out or anything, though. That's what I'm saying. So you must have a t-shirt tan. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how are I used you, to always are know. Are you trying to get tan. me to take my shirt off? No. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got quarantine weight. You don't want to see my shirt off right now. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I know it's hard. <laughs> There's just too much good good food out there. In Abigail. the summertime, it's too much good food. I, I've been <laughs> now. Does every state have a Comic Con? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Every state, yeah. Almost every state. So is this now. the same organization? No, they're all different. So anyone can throw a Comic Con. So okay, yeah. And now it's you know it's a big business. If you get enough people to come, you sell tickets. You can make some money. Now it's all about fun, though. Are you? Do you have preferences? Do you? Do you, are there states where like? It's disorganized and you just try to avoid it. Um, not states necessarily, but people will run them. Some people are not good at running them. And when you get there, they're like, uh, you know, you can tell right away. It's like, oh, this so have is you stopped be tr- going to certain ones? Um, not necessarily because, you know, let's, here, here's how it works. They, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a major I'm a major celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, so I, 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 I know, like you keep getting bigger, and it's like I have to like pull I, teeth to get you in the studio I know, with me. I know, but um, and you know, all these con- conventions are coming back. So, uh, since I was on a TV show that was based in the world of comics, the com- can you tell everybody because we've never talked about oh, really? that? Really? Wait, so let's rewind. So okay. I started this podcast in October. Everyone sure. knows I started it due to a a senior project for the senior class. And I was, I think, three episodes in. I think this is the episode where Chris came in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Chris starts, like, asking questions. And he and Mink says, oh, yeah, I was on the show on AMC after The Walking Dead called the comic book man. And yeah. I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, you didn't know. I said, you never told me. He's like, you didn't question. Hey. I was verified on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I said, everyone can be verified on Instagram. I guess. But, like, I didn't have to show my ass or anything. So shut so up. Don't, don't you question that? I didn't like, yeah. Uh, yes, I was on a TV show called Comic Book Man. It came on after The Walking Dead. It was uh, based around the world of comic books. And uh, the nice part about that is I get invited to a lot of these Comic Cons now. So um, it's it's nice. They fly you out, they put you in a hotel, mm. get to hang out at Comic Con all weekend, make a couple bucks selling autographs. It's not. It's not a bad. Oh, you get paid to go to these things. I um. It depends, but I, for the most part, think of it as uh. You know, if someone thinks I'm cool enough, they want my autograph. Then you know they got to pay a little bit for it. 
I don't charge that much. I'm not paying for your autograph. You don't need to pay for my autograph. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there are people you (laughs) would pay for an autograph, right? No, I'm saying I'm your friend. I'm your co-host. Not me, but you know, I'm sure. No, I would never pay for anybody's autograph. That's not true. What uh, what if Selena were still alive? Would you pay? Selena's was too nice. She would never charge for an autograph. Really? She used to sign everybody fans for free. Okay, but let's say she didn't have to though. Let's say one day she's like, "Hey, I'm going to go to a uh, the Comic Con. They have music. They'll they'll have music. You know, just famous people." people in the world of pop culture would you pay? I would buy a merchandise for her to sign right but if you had them say you had an album you wouldn't pay her like 40 bucks to, for her to autograph it I don't 40 know 40 bucks is nothing Selena's different but I feel like if, if I was gonna pay it would be just her but even with her I feel like I don't know if I would All right. aren't there any like movie stars you're into or like do, do you watch like TV or I'm trying to be in a movie well, we'll work on that. <laughs> we'll work on that. Anyways, I had a, I had a, I had a great time. So, um, and now I just looked at, you were a catch me quick, my friend, because I just looked at my upcoming calendar. These conventions are roaring back. <sighs> I just checked. I'm, I have 15 more this year. Oh, my God. 15, Abigail. I'm going to have to, like, be your secretary and, like. You know what? You should come one time. I'm down. You should I'm come. so down. You should come. See what it's all about. Let's You'll, go. It Honestly, I'm going to describe it like this. You have the con. You know, that's fun. It's the stuff you do afterwards. That's the real. That's, <laughs> that's the why real I'm fun. going. Yeah, it's all like it's all partying all weekend. Are you going go. back to Florida anytime soon? I'm going to Orlando uh, in like four weeks. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. to Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yes. Um. So interesting. That's, that's what I was. So up you're gonna to. have a busy summer. To say the least. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into today's episode. Okay. So today's episode, we're going to talk about toxic work environments. Oh, okay. I am so excited because I have just, I just have so many juicy stories on toxic work environments. I feel like I'm trying to think, have I ever worked somewhere that wasn't a toxic work environment? They've all been toxic? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be fair. Let's see. Well, I mean, you know, um, I want to say the one, uh, the one I was a waitress. I don't think that was that bad. I mean, the, every, it, it had it had it had its 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 issues. Excuse me, but the last company I worked for, the last two actually, yeah. were really toxic. The two um, in the industry I was in, because I went from a big, big, big company to a very small, small company. Okay. And they were both in the same industry. They, they're both companies serve the same purpose. Okay. So we're, both those. We're, we're not going to mention them. We're the not industry. Gonna, no. Okay. Well, okay. the small one I could mention if I wanted to because I didn't sign any, any um, disclosure and, right. forms. Wait, but the second one you did, the, you signed the, NDAs. The, the small ones, I did not. The last one I worked at that I left in February. Yeah. I could mention them. They can't touch me. Right. But the big one, the mm-hmm. corporate one, I did sign. Wow, you signed, I, that's serious. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome. When I, and when I when I quit. A few days after I quit, they sent me copies of what I signed, just right. like a reminder. Okay. And this was before my podcast, so imagine. No, I would love to hear about that, but um, where do you want to start? Like, waitress, the, the industry, the service industry is pretty toxic, I imagine. The thing is, though, I didn't work in a restaurant per se. I worked at a senior home. Oh, okay. That's and one of those very expensive where there's mm-hmm. movie theaters, beauty salons. Sure. Rest- so I got paid by the hour because we couldn't accept tips. So at the time, the minimum wage in 2009 when I started there was seven twenty-five an hour. Okay. That's what I made. Right. So because I made the minimum, I didn't get tips. Right. But they were not. We were not allowed to accept tips even if we were given tips because those residents paid to be living there. Sure. And, and I think they got like dinner was free. One meal was free a right. day. I think that's crap. Um, if, you, if you go above and beyond, you deserve a tip. But I feel like you know what it was at that job. 
this is gonna this is gonna be tough. So I noticed things as I got okay. Well, at that job, that was the job where I talked about it. I got that manager put his hand down my blouse. I remember that, yes. But that wasn't at that wasn't my direct boss. Okay. So that happened a few. That happened to be being there three years in. But when I was a waitress before I transferred um, departments and buildings, where that incident occurred, when mm -hmm. I was still at my original position of as a waitress, I noticed things. But I just when you're younger, you don't know how to express it. Sure. Like when you're a little kid, you know something's wrong, but you don't know how to. Right. So later on in life, I was like, wait, that was inappropriate. So like I had a boss that like one time I came in with curly hair. And he's like, oh, I want to take a picture of you because like your hair looks so like sexy. And I was like, OK, and, like I let him take a, self, a picture of me mm -hmm. and he wanted it. He just wanted a picture of me. Yeah, you know what he was doing with that picture. Right? I don't want don't I, don't even go. I don't want to know. You I really the don't. word sexy. Yes, and I was 15. That's that now it's really inappropriate. 15 years old. But okay. the thing is, this is how naive I was. Sure. I did I felt a little uncomfortable, right. but I was like, oh, it's okay. Like he's just yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, cuz I cuz you don't oh, want to You're 15, that's disgusting. Yeah, no. It's it was cool. and and then he ended up getting fired because he he slept with us, apparently with somebody. Mm -hmm. But I didn't believe it because even though that happened, he was also a big jokester. Okay. I, like I said, I was very, I was a very naive teenager. Sure. sure. Um, well, that's but why, that that's why he was preying on you, I guess. You know. But I didn't. That, you know what I mean? Like, it was like that's, to I, that's toxic, though. It's toxic. Is it? Yes. Is it? You really sexually harassed at work, even though you didn't know it. I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna take responsibility in the fact that I let him take the picture. I know mm. people are gonna listening to this and said, "Well, you could have said no," which but you is were right. Fifteen, and he was. Co-workers or a superior. Yeah, even. I think like forties. Wow. Or late thirties. <laughs> that's uh, yes, that's toxic. Um, see, yeah. toxic to me is it doesn't mean that. I mean, yeah, that's not good. Sure. I don't applaud that. But toxic means when you're like pressured, you're frustrated, you want to cry every day, you right. hate coming in. Did that you, to me is toxic. Did you have a job where you were like constantly getting yelled at? Because that that's something I I can't. I not couldn't. constantly yelled at by my boss at this one job that I'm talking about. But what ha here's what happened. Okay. okay, we're just gonna jump right in, I guess, because yes, I was trying to go in order in in, in the jobs I worked. It's, in. A, it's your show. We can. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm cutting right to the juice. Well, let's let's go back. So I'm not gonna get there yet. Okay. All right. So let's talk about. So I was at this waitressing senior citizen home. Okay. For about six years, right? Yes. That was all. That all all those six years, I was part time. But I thought. At, when I was 20 in 2013, I wanted to be cute and get a full-time job. My okay. parents like, you don't need a full-time job. You live at home. You, you haven't. I, I didn't even have my associates. So I wanted to be cute and be grown and have a full-time job. I was going through a, a breakup, um, and I just wanted to. I needed change changes in my life. So I start working at a at a nonprofit actually down the street from here, and actually down, right down the street. Okay on the corner okay. you know which what i'm talking about and um it was great you know i started had my own desk i remember getting excited yeah. I, I got to wear office clothes and, and and like gets dressed up but my the person that hired me um i turned you know my boss she hated me i hated her everything i did was a problem i never did anything right was it from day one like why did you hire? She you was then? nice to me at the interview. Right. It was as soon as she just didn't have patience. Uh huh. Mind you, the administrative um, director of administration loved me. 
So they, she tried to try to see, like, why don't I just take her under my wing? Right. She'll still work in your department, mm -hmm. but I'll be your supervisor. The lady was like, no. Fast forward to whatever, I, I leave, I quit. Um, I leave there after a few years. I got promoted a couple times. I went over to the other department. Yeah. Come to a few years later, I get a phone call as I'm driving okay. to Kane from a former worker of mine who left before me talking about she just got a call from someone who still works there because the director of administration was at, got to job, got the, got to the job and was escorted out by police or wow. got asked. Yeah. Come to find out she took. Oh, I should have I should have looked this up. She took about I believe four hundred thousand dollars. Oh, she was embezzling money. Yep. Whoa. Through, through gift cards. Whoa. Let me look up the story. Whoa. So she got. Wow. So let me tell. That's, let a, me, that's a felony, ladies and gentlemen. So let me. That's a felony. Four hundred thousand dollars worth. Yep. Of I was gift right. Cards. Gift cards to where? A former director of administration with blank in has pleaded guilty to stealing wow. over four hundred thousand dollars from the business. Um, pleaded guilty to second-degree theft in front of proceeding criminal mm -hmm. judge David Bauman. She admitted she had made unauthorized purchases of numerous gift cards to pay for personal expenses and to obtain various goods and services from multiple vendors. Oh, that's, uh, we call that that's low-budget money laundering, yeah. An investigation revealed that between August of 2012 and March of 2019, she purchased gift cards with the agency's credit card in order to conceal misuse of the credit card. Wow. She then intercepted intercepted the monthly credit card statements and created false invoices that matched the amounts she spent on the gift cards and altered the invoices to reflect the purchases of Ordering or ordinary office supplies. It was determined that the amount stolen by the defendant was a total of four hundred forty-nine thousand fourteen dollars and twenty-two cents. Wow! I mean, I give her credit. She got away with it for seven years. But so here's the funny part. The reason right. I mentioned it is like, like my first week. She was so impressed by me. This was not my direct boss. She was the director of administration. She was so impressed with me. That she went to uh, to Staples and bought me a bunch of decorations thing decoration mm -hmm. things for my desk to right. make my desk really pretty, mm -hmm. and and then I, and I was still in school, so at the beginning of every semester she would tell me what do you need so you don't have to spend money, and she would buy me my school supplies with with gift cards. I mean, I mean, I didn't know at the time. So I find this out and I'm telling my mom and I'm telling my coworker, that's why she bought me school supplies. And my mom's like in the background, shut up, shut up. Do you want to go to jail if people find out? She, no, you're you, not an accessory. You didn't that's, know. That's what I, my mom you thinks. Didn't know. Listen, my mom is always, oh every, every, everything has been, you, you can get in trouble for that. You can get in trouble for, for this. Sure. And I'm like, mom, I can't get in trouble. I didn't know just right. because I admitted. Listen, I'll go down the street right now, knock on the door and tell them, hey, she used to buy me school supplies. Yeah. That's not my fault. A big deal is she uh is she still in the clink so here's what happened still in the joint she was found guilty january of 2020 she was supposed to be sentenced in no, march of 2020 COVID. then COVID happened so i've been waiting i haven't seen her mugshot i haven't i keep right. i've been googling really you've been waiting for i've been waiting wow maybe wow maybe she was so hard on you uh because she didn't want you to find out what was really going on Maybe she thought you were going to uncover. No, but see, this is not. This wasn't my direct boss. This oh, is the one the that other, liked me. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, maybe they're in cahoots with each other. But she was always, she was toxic. Sure. She was always judging other people, talking about other people. 
she was, you know, she was a bit of a racist. Mm -hmm. She made comments of how I treated my Hispanic clients versus my non-Hispanic clients. Mm -hmm. And not for nothing, but culturally, how a Hispanic woman and like a Caucasian woman acts is not the same. Sure. Hispanic women come up to me that they know I speak Spanish and automatically hi mommy, hi sweetheart. Yeah. They're very sweet. <laughs> hi mommy. Though that's how they is talk. That a greeting. That's cool. Okay. That's how. That's why like people get offended. Like I remember this girl I knew that I worked with at the waitressing job. Our boss called her mommy and she got super offended. Right. And I didn't get why because my dad, my uncle, my cousin. That's how you. That's, that's how they talk okay. to me. So I don't take it as disrespect. I'm okay. just. But if I said it, nope. <laughs> like, I don't care. Every, I think that would feel weird. That'd be really weird. Because when I go to Perth Amboy and I go. <laughs> out to eat the waiters greet me like that mm -hmm. i'm just used to it okay but my point is like she would make comments like that how i treated my hispanic clientele versus my non-hispanic clientele and i'd be like um no offense but like there are certain cultures and i'm not going to get into it not to offend anybody that are just dr not as affectionate oh sure yeah you, you yeah you you know you're you know you, you know you're you know the you, you get a feeling of the exactly yeah, yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong so with that. She always um Who cares? As long as you did a good job, who cares? Like we that? had volunteers yeah, right. that came from like unemployment, you know, when we, if you look at unemployment, sometimes they, they put you in these work programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because for example, if some of these volunteers, if they did good, they would offer them a job. Sure. But let's say I started at fifteen dollars an hour, for right. example, these volunteers would be started at thirteen. Sure. Just because she didn't want to pay them because oh, the, right, right. they were just uneducated uh unemployed people right and she just thought less of them mm -hmm. well i why did you leave that job i left there three uh, after three years um because i had it I, I i think i i went and looked for another job that i was going to talk about to now the the big job okay i just went and looked for another job right was it because it was were you you had enough meaning it was too you, you just didn't like going in it because it was toxic it, did it affect your health and your your mental your mental no, health? No, it didn't affect my mental health. Okay. My the the next job I'm going to talk about did, but this job, it was just I don't know. It was just what the nonprofit stands for and what they served. It wasn't. It was never gonna. I was never gonna have a career there. There was no way. Sure. There was nowhere to move up. Okay. There was nowhere to yeah. move up. It was small. Were they growing? Yes, but you would have to be there ten years to right. move up. Um, I worked for a nonprofit once. You know what the worst part about working for a nonprofit is? You you get paid once a month, and uh, I, I I got paid every two weeks. Oh really? Yeah, they I, they only got paid once a month. I'm like, why is it why is it only once a month? They're like, that's why nonprofits. But pay they people. didn't. No, that's not true. Um, but they and they didn't. Did they give you direct deposit? Yeah. I didn't get to direct oh, deposit. Okay. They didn't believe in that. All right. My point is, when you get paid once a month, it's very hard to budget for the month. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah, you know, I was like, I'm gonna go buy toys with this. It's like, hey, dummy, you got to eat. All, you got to budget. You got to eat all month on this too. And also, she what what it, what was I gonna say? She also um, they she also just didn't know how to be, she just didn't know how to be a boss, because she the we had a guy that worked there that was a veteran who was in Iraq, and as a result of Iraq, he had PTSD. Sure. But he had a professional, you know, he was going to therapy. He yep. was ever doing everything. Mm -hmm. I guess he spazzed out one day, had an episode at work, and they were forcing him to go to their therapist, their counseling right. program. You don't need to go through theirs as long as you have your own yep. and you're getting the help. Sure. She got, she fired him. He turned around and, and sued yep. the a nonprofit mm -hmm. for $100,000 and won. Wow. And guess how I found out? 
How did you find out? Unemployment office because I got connections. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were like, did you hear? I was like, so what I'm saying is you got the nonprofit sued and then a year later you got fired. Yeah. For stealing over four hundred thousand dollars. Right. So yeah. Okay. So well, you know, all's well, well that ends well, yep. I guess. Well, I just real quick because I'm curious, uh, what kind of sentence did uh, your former? I have no idea. She was supposed to be sentenced in March. Oh, remember? she hasn't been sentenced yet. Okay. Um, because of COVID. Okay. Well, I mean. Then, then come to the best job of them all. Dun okay. dun dun. So I started working at a place in April. Mm-hmm. Uh few years ago and it started out as the best job in the world there was a bunch of young girls and it was great and it was fun but what I didn't realize was and they had told us at the training but I just didn't realize the effect it was a family-owned business okay and like the year prior before I got there the family had sold the company to a corporation okay corporation that owns several of those companies of that same industry throughout the country and what I, from what I understand is they bought the company in 2015, actually, not, not a year before, two years before. The family was still going to have power of the company for five years. Okay. So as soon as 2019 came around. The transition. The starting, the last year, they started transitioning, started coming in more. The corporate started visiting more. Um, uh, I, they started pushing out. The sales manager was pushed out. The um, the service manager, uh, service manager was pushed out. Techs were pushed out. Um, of course, this company was already toxic to begin with because this was the company where I, I had ta- talked about in the Andrew Cuomo episode, where it was a huge orgy fest. Everybody was sleeping with everybody. Right. Okay. So on top of you know, um, and that started from the top coming down, which is I found out. Like once I came out with the Andrew Cuomo episode, yep. everybody was like, everybody that oh, worked okay. with like, me. Hey, did you did you know about this? Did you know? About did you know this? about this? Did you, you know about that? You should have you should have added this. And I'm like, right. wait, what? Yeah, I was like, I didn't know about so, that. So, which is why, like, if I'm the owner of a company and I'm sleeping around, and then my my employees are sleeping around, well, I don't care because I'm doing the same thing. Right. So anyway, um, but what made it toxic was once the corporation moved in. Because they were riding our ass nonstop. Our our goal was to take a certain amount of calls a day, but then that wasn't good enough. Um, I worked in a department where I had to do commissions. I had to do um, run reports every single morning. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, my I had a different phone line from the main phone line. Right. So I didn't get a lot of calls. They started connecting my extension to the main phone. Right. And that's not my job. Yeah. I got promoted and I got a pay raise right. to do this. And you're not allowing me to do the job. Mm-hmm. So I kept texting my, my boss. I can't do my job. And I noticed, and I, and I say this with all due respect, because she was my favorite boss to this day. The, the passion and fire I saw in her eyes when I started mm-hmm. versus two years later was gone. Sure. Completely gone. To, to a fact that I just found a few weeks ago... I found out a week ago, actually, that she has, after 20 years, has put her two weeks in. All right, she's leaving. She's leaving. Now she finally had And I found out, obviously, people contacted me, told me, and she's heartbroken. So it's not like, ha-ha, I'm leaving. Right. She's heartbroken over this. But you know what I have to say? I don't blame her 
she we've all said this and we've talked about this she's ama- she was an amazing boss she was a great person and they're not happy like the corporation doesn't get how hard we worked and how how Under- how much it how much stress we were in yeah. and then they come in they think they can do a better job well you know what why don't you sit in my chair take my calls run my reports do my commissions yeah. and then come talk to me yeah and they started firing everybody they started firing. They listen. I'm gonna say this. They hired a real bitch in human resources. I don't really care. I can't stand this woman. So if she listens to this, I hope you know I can't stand you. Um, they hired someone, and she is the a horrible, nasty human being. Right. I have never met someone so miserable. She got everybody fired right. for no reason. And if they and if she couldn't find a reason to get them fired, yes. she would. Uh, move them to another department um horrible person what a life it was horrible you've got everyone sleeping with each other then you've got the staff overworked underpaid um we got horrible hr person horrible hr person it was just it's a bad environment and you know what 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 hurts me the most is that the founding of the company was made with good intentions and with good people Mm -hmm. But I think they made the mistake of selling it to I, corporate America. I don't know if it was a mistake. I'm sure they made a couple bucks doing yes, that. Yes, but right? the, the reputation's down the toilet. I guess. Yeah. But they're out now. They don't care. They took their money and ran. Correct? I, I, I guess. I mean, it would be sad to be like, oh, man, I built this and now, now look, look at, at it. Look at people but, talking about it. Yeah. yeah. But I think, that, I think that happens every time a corporation takes over. So... Well, so did you get out? Yes, okay. I at left. What, at what point? So here's what happened with me. And everybody I know is everyone's been dying for me to talk about this. So I got promoted last July. I was still there a year ago. So a year ago this time, I was living my best life. Okay. And I was still working at home. And all of a sudden, they tell us we're going to get raises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, finally. I haven't had a raise in two years. Yeah. Come to find out, I look at my paycheck and I get a 40 cents raise. Well, that you got a raise. No, that's bull. You got a raise technically. No, 40 cent. <laughs> you couldn't even give me a dollar. And right. then from what I was making, I think I was seven cents off from the next whole dollar. Mm-hmm. I said, can you at least round up, round it up? No. Nope. And I texted my boss. She ignored me. Right. And she said it a few days. Oh, I was just ignoring you. Mm-hmm. So I think she used to know. That's what I'm saying. The passion and fire right. in her died. Wow. So I said, you know what? I have a lot of connections there. I'm really, I, I, in the four years I was there, I made a lot of connections with upper hand. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to settle for this. I went, I spoke to one of the supervisors. I understood he was hiring. I knew I was, I knew if I applied, it was automatically me, but I had to go through the interview process just to blah, blah, blah. Say I went through the interview process. Basically I get hired. I get like over a two, $3 jump raise. Yes. So it was good that you left. He was being pushed out. He told me from day one at the interview, listen, they're trying to fire me. They've been trying to fire me since January. They're trying to push me. So he was trying to work with me because every day they wanted to meet with him every day to see if he was the problem. He's like, am I being a good boss? Am I, are you feeling uncomfortable with me? I said, yeah, you're fine. I didn't have an issue with him. He ends up, I, something happened. I went to the bathroom a month in my new position. He comes in apparently, says goodbye to everybody, and leaves. I was in the bathroom. Right. 
I, I send him a text like, where are you? What's going on? And the day before I was going to walk out because he called me in. He said to me, listen, if you're not happy at this position, they want me to tell you you can't go back to your the other department. OK. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, so and so called me in saying that if you weren't happy with this new promotion, you can't go back to the old department. I said, I, I don't want to go to like, what are you talking about? So I was mad because I had no idea where this rumor came from that I was trying to go back to my old department. For, for what? I knew that if I went back, I they probably cut my payback. Sure. So I flipped out. I cleaned up all my stuff, put it in the car, and I was about to leave. And as soon as I got in the car, he was like, where are you going? I said, I, I'm done. I yeah, quit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, please don't quit. Go take a lunch break. Come back. I come back for him. The next morning, I wake up. I'm not going to go to work. I had all my stuff in the car. I had nothing there. My mom walks in my room. She knows about the situation. She's like, you don't have health insurance. She's always worried about health insurance because if something happens to me, I said, she's like, so I was like, damn, I should have stayed home that day. Right. I get to work. I go to the bathroom at one point during the day. And when I come back, my coworker's like, so-and-so just left. He walked out. Yeah. I said, I walked out yesterday and he told me to come back. Right. I came back for him. <laughs> and everybody was joking like, oh, you inspired him. Yeah. You did. You were like Jerry Maguire. They basically, I don't know what it was that he had him walk out, but then I said, you know what? Now I can go talk to his boss because he's no longer here and be like, where did this rumor came from? Mm -hmm. So I walk over to talk to him. He tells me he'll come get me in a little bit. He was busy. He comes, gets me with the nasty human HR lady. They start telling me a bunch of bull. Basically that um, I wasn't doing a good job, that my, that I didn't deserve this promotion. And I said, that's funny because I've been sitting with this bo- new boss for every day at the end of my day for the first month because he was worried that he wasn't doing a good job and he's been happy with me. So, yeah. so somebody's lying to me. Yeah. Then they start bringing up things. Um, the la- la- what broke the straw was she said, okay, we're going to cut you. You know, you can stay here, but... Um, I don't think the raise he gave you was fair. I think that's too high. Whoa. We're going to cut it back. No. Nope. Excuse me? Nope. That was one of the things. Wow. And uh, I said, no, you're not cutting it back. Yep. Like, I already signed yep. the letter. And I flipped out, and I stood up, and I went in there. I said, I'm gone. And the guy's like, what, did he let you go? I said, I'm just, I'm gone. I, I didn't even answer them. I'm gone. Like, bye. And, and they apparently were complaining. I said, you guys apparently are not happy with me because I was the only woman. In the, in the in that department, so I left. To this day, people um, that see me, they're like, "Oh my God, I heard you got fired." Everyone thought I got fired, so I was like, "Let me see if I got fired." Right. I applied for unemployment. Yes. I had my interview. Yes. They called me back and they denied me because, according to the HR lady, they fired you. No. According to them. According to the HR lady, right. I did not get fired. Oh. I quit. Oh, Hence why they denied right. me unemployment. Okay. Right. So if I got fired, you sure. should tell them I got fired. Right. I didn't. I did not get a letter. And I told them, I said, I don't think I got fired, but I'm just applying because that's what I said. I, I said to the lady on the, on the phone for the interview, I don't know what happened. I walked out. I was not given a letter of, hey, you, you know, when right. you get fired, you get a letter saying mm-hmm. you're no longer wanted here. I walked out in the middle of an argument. I don't know if they were going to write me up. They didn't have any papers with them. They didn't have anything to write me up with. So at the end of the day, I walked out, did not, was not able to um, collect unemployment. So I didn't collect. I didn't need to, though, because I called 
somebody that used to work at that company that I had just walked out mm -hmm. of. He worked at another com company. I said, hey, how are you? It's Abby. He's like, what do you want? Like, wh wh right. what, what did happened? you do? Yeah. I said, I need a job. He said, what happened? So I tell him, he's like, can you come tomorrow? I said, I can come today, but I can come tomorrow. He's like, all right, come tomorrow. Perfect. Ten minutes later, he calls me. He's like, actually, can you be here an hour? Bam, I'm there. Okay. I get to the interview, blah, blah, blah. By the following week, I had a new job. Right. And better? Uh, better. All right. So this is where we go from <laughs> one extreme to another. Okay. I went to a small, to a very, very small company of the same industry. Okay. It was a mom and pop shop. They were nice people. How do I say this? They were nice people. They were not professional. Because there was no corporation and it was private, they could do what they wanted. They um, they weren't that busy, but they wanted you to stay busy. Right. I was driving myself crazy, and the my personal my personal boss, she was never a manager before that job, and and it was very clear, and she had no patience. She was good at her job, and I always say this, and I always will. She was good at her job right. at taking care of, you know, she was the accountant, mm -hmm. she was our office manager, but she is not good at dealing with other people. Right. Every little thing, every little mistake, even the smallest mistake, she would point out. As soon as I walked in the door, she was waiting for me to tell me what I did wrong. wrong. And I was still in training. It's a great, it's a great way to be greeted at work every morning. I, I used to start, I started getting, I started feeling anxiety. What I got, went through the last job that I had just left. Cause I started, got to a point where I started ha having to take medication at my other job. But then I walked out, I was mm -hmm. good at this job. I started, wasn't taking it, didn't feel like I needed it. But then as soon as she's like waiting for me, waiting for me, waiting for me, you know, it was, um, they weren't flexible. They, they told me after I got hired, you know, you can't take vacations during the summer because they're like, literally it was three of us versus my other company was 30 of us. Sure. No big deal if you take a day off. No. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I'm like, well, I had known that I, I, I have plans this summer. Yeah, man. And so Freaking hot girl summer, man. I, I got to freaking get out there. They didn't believe in COVID. When I when I went through the interview, okay. I had the mask on. Like, oh, we don't wear masks. They didn't wear masks. And what what month was this? August and September. Right, I was, you know, we're pretty in the midst of exactly. It, yeah. They didn't wear it until so finally somebody there got COVID, right. and then they they flipped out and got everyone had to wear a mask. Okay. But they made us start wearing masks after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is when the when the first case came out. Sure. So um, they um. They didn't believe in it. They said, you know, um, and then what ticked me off is other start other people started getting COVID, and they were keeping it a secret. And some of these people were still showing up to work, right? Until and it they was were sick, and they were sick. Yeah, but they it's were cool. they were showing up until they got the test results back. When that's not the case, you should stay home until yeah, you get the test right. results sure. if you've already gotten the test. Absolutely. I told them how I felt, and I went online. I did my research, you know, I, I called, I called unemployment um, and they said, listen, we can't tell you to quit. We can't guarantee you. We're telling you right now, we're not guaranteeing you you're going to be able to collect unemployment. So I sat, I sat at home. I talked to my parents. I had my grandmother living with me and I was like, I can get her, you know, and 
I I don't know what happened. I just had enough. I I knew it was just I I wasn't. I said, why why did I come from one big company to another smaller company to go through the same? Right. So it's this and, and the industry that we in is doesn't help. The industry that's in self service servicing this industry is just toxic in itself. Mm-hmm. So I decided to give him a three week notice. Gave him three weeks. Okay. They didn't even acknowledge it. I think the owner's wife was the only one. No, actually, no. The owner's wife acknowledged it, and the and the newest ma- assistant manager that had just started in December now acknowledged it. My direct boss didn't even say nothing. Neither did the owner. Yeah. I thought that was so disrespectful. Not even a oh, like nothing. Not not even on my last day. Yeah, so it was uh, just like, okay, well, not, see They didn't even mention it. Really? So that's why I came in the next, I, I sent it to them on a Saturday. I worked on Saturday at 4 o'clock, right when I was going to clock out. I was always off Sundays and Mondays. So Tuesday when I came in, I figured I had I had them in my hand for the printed copies of my two weeks. Because I'm thinking they didn't get it. And my coworkers like, no, yeah, they told us yesterday on Monday. Well, you were off that you you put your three weeks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they did because it would have been nice if they had replied. Yeah, no, nope. nothing, nothing, not nothing. Till the last day, they didn't even say thank you. Nothing. Well, that shows them what kind of company they are. Exactly. So, uh, you're you're much better off. I was th- I actually was thanked by the same two people on my last day that acknowledged the paper the uh, the letter to begin with. Yeah. So after um, so I quit. I said, I'm not, I'm done. This yep. was in February yes. of this year. I I said, I'm not working again. I want to finish. I'm almost done. I have a few months left. I just want to focus on my degree. I applied for unemployment. I said, I'll take my risk. They called me. I said, listen, I did not get fired. I quit. Yep. I, I, I quit. This is in this and this and this. They did not, you know, they weren't. Um, I sent them screenshots of conversations yep. I had. Good, good. Explaining, them, smart. hey, why didn't you tell me so-and-so was sick? Right. He was sitting next mm-hmm. to me. I sent it to all of them. They said, we have to talk to them. We'll get back to you in 48 hours. Or if we don't get back to you, you'll get a letter from us in a week if you've been approved or not. Yeah. I was approved, luckily. And so once I was approved, I was like, okay, so I don't have to go chasing down a job. I was doing it until I graduated. As soon as I graduated, I've been, ever since May, hunting for a job ever since. So now I'm looking. I'm not one that wants to be on unemployment forever. Sure. But, you well, know. Hey man, take it, take it as long as you can get it right now, especially. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you don't have to worry about toxic work environments. <laughs> You're collecting, collecting unemployment. I will never, ever in my life, never in my life work in that industry again. Uh, there seems to be a correlation between uh, a toxic environment and that job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean... I mean, I've worked in the corporate world. It it, it stinks. And uh, tell us, do you have my, stories? I don't have anything as horrible as that. I mean, I've worked uh, worked as a government contractor. I've worked for a nonprofit. Um, you, you told know, me you had a story before. Before that, uh, yeah, I worked at a bakery. I worked uh, answering phones, giving out uh, surveys to random people. Uh, work fast food. Never. I don't like getting yelled at. I don't think that's a good motivator. So. Um, I never really so I I, I, I think I kind of gravitated toward jobs where uh, it was pretty laid back and uh, and low key. I don't know. I think I you know I worked I've worked in a cubicle. wasn't that wasn't that fun. Um, 
It's you know what? It's hard. I like wor- cubicles because you get to decorate it and make it all pretty. <laughs> it's That's still what I work, did. Though. It's just that I think in the end I was I was like, listen, I didn't. The best part of the other job where I was at for four months is because I did have that manager pursuing me that I talked about. Sure. The first nine months I never had to pay for lunch because I had his credit card on on file. Mm-hmm. If I wanted Chipotle, I had it. If I wanted this, right. I had it. If I wanted shoes, I had it. Really? <laughs> that was like the best part of the four years I was there was the first nine months. Right. But then he got tired of me. Okay, I mean that's all. That's also toxic. <laughs> that to me wasn't toxic. It was toxic for him because he was he didn't get none, so he just moved on to the next youngin. <laughs> that's not right either, my friend. I listen. I did the right thing because I, I I don't I don't I don't destroy marriages. I you know which is right. why he got tired of me. Right. He took the I gifts though. He took the lunches because you know why? Why? I had somebody who was married who tell me, don't do anything with him. Anything he offers you, you take. Sure. Who well, am I to, to turn down a gift? That's yeah, rude. Yeah. I was always taught you. That, <laughs> okay. that. All right. The moment you do do something, it's all over. It's all over. Well, no, I think he got tired of it and he was just well, like. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can only do that for so long. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. But I just got, you know, I, I think I, I, for me, I just got sick of doing, just wasting my time doing something that I had no passion for. So, which I know is most jobs, but still. Uh, life is too short. I think the the straw that broke the camel's back was I needed I needed to take off an hour early. They're like, all right, we'll fill out this form, and if we approve it, you can leave an hour early. I'm like, really, really? I fill out a form to leave an hour early. Like that's yeah, I couldn't couldn't handle that. So uh, yeah, I made what my way out. And, oh, uh, that was another thing for the smaller company. The one I just left was if I needed to leave early. Oh my God, the world is ending. Why know, do you right? have to leave an hour? Yeah, shut up. Right, right. Yeah, listen, we only get so many hours Shut up. in our Shut life. Shut the hell up. I'm going to take that hour, that extra hour. I'm going to enjoy it, and uh, I'm going to live my life. So um, so I have a list here. Okay. Of It says, 10 signs you're in a toxic work environment. So to my listeners, if you're listening to this, this might be you. Okay, if you check off too many of these, uh, you may want to think about leaving. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Number one, a toxic workplace may have bad communication. Well, that's a given. Insufficient, confusing, or scattered communication is the culprit of so many problems in the <laughs> workplace. In fact, communications are the most important skills needed in any successful organization. Why? So much falls under the communication umbrella, including listening, verbal communication, written written communication, preferences on how to communicate. The list goes on and on. Sure. I think so, it's probably most work environments. Here are a few examples of bad communication. Constant lack of clarity around projects. That's happened to me. Different employees receiving different messages. Com- has happened to all of us. Sure. Passive aggressive communication. That's, failure to listen. <laughs> yes. Constant yeah. off hours communication. Oh, that's that. That used to take me off when we started. When I was at the big company, yeah. working from home during right. the pandemic, mm-hmm. my our boss would text. That's that's another thing. She would text us like, "Where are you in the bathroom? Can you can you can you hurry up? Seriously, I'm in the bathroom." Yeah, that's yeah, not cool. No, number two, a toxic workplace may have clicks, exclusion, and gossip gossipy behavior. I want the workplace to feel like the eighth grade all over again. <laughs> Said nobody ever. So right. when does it? So when do, when it does, it can be pretty deflating. We all know what a clique looks like. It's the group of people, whether at work or at school, that stick together, grab each other's coffee, laugh at inside jokes, and generally exclude anyone outside of their tight knit ring. And while we are all, all adults here, it can feel extremely, um, Elaine. I don't know this word. To exist on the outside of an active click. 
Simply put, clicks are counter products in the workplace while having workplace friends and acquaintances is good. Any behavior that can be described as clickish is best to be avoided. Here's a few warning signs. You've got some Heathers or Harveys in your office. Oh, I like that. Heathers or Harveys. Heathers or Harveys. Constant feeling of exclusion from group of people, a particular group that lunches, grabs coffee and organizes happy hours together. That's not toxic, though. That's not toxic. It, it can be if you get if you're the one not being invited to the lunches and everything, mm. which it, hap- it happens. Projects often are offered to a particular group, regardless of talent or experience. Large parts of the workday spent whispering or chatting. General outward dis- disinterest from the group and anyone else, unless it involves gossip or drama. Okay. Oh, I like this one. Number okay. three. See, this is this is why I shouldn't have oh, a podcast. At, why? Because I know people are gonna listen to this, and the, and and it happens every single time. Yeah, every but single it happens, time. So talk about it. I, Vent. I I talk Vent. about something, and people know what I'm talking about. They okay. message me like, "Is is this what you were talking about?" I'm like, "Don't ask me because I can't confirm it." Right. Number three, a toxic workplace may have bad leadership. So in one of my episodes, I talked about a manager sleeping around, sure. and I said to you. How is that her sexual harassment if the girl gives consent? And you said to me, mm-hmm. um, because he's doing favors for her, she's right. getting privilege, mm-hmm. which is true. Because this young lady was the last one to get moved to that department. And she would work Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. Never had to work a weekend. Never had to work holiday. Right, of course. Why? Favoritism. Because she was under his desk. Yes. So he was a leader and he was causing bad leadership right here's a big one there's the old saying you don't leave a job you leave a bad boss for a reason bad leadership and i just want to make it clear that my boss at the big company she was amazing okay bad leadership can seep into every fiber of an organization and it often does we we profile seven types of bad bosses and how to handle them but here's the thing sometimes a bad boss is a product of her bad boss and so on that is true and so it's a history of bad bosses that make the overall workplace, you guessed it, downright toxic. <laughs> you might have the micromanager who constantly corrects you, undermines your decisions, ultimately disallows you from doing your job. You might also have the blame game boss who is quick to pass mistakes to anyone but themselves. Or you might be lucky enough to have the no respect boss who emails at all hours, forgets how to spell your name, and most likely doesn't even know what you do. <laughs> uh, a toxic workplace likely has unmotivated coworkers. That is true. Yep. I was unmotivated. We are not saying that you should judge your work on the quality or lack of quality of those around you. However, when you find yourself in a workplace full of unmotivated coworkers, it's going to take its toll on you. You might have two reactions to unmotivated coworkers. One, you're going to shoulder a lot of work that they aren't handling and find yourself burned out. There are two, their lack of motivation is going to bum you out and burn you out with a type of under-challenged burnout. Just like your coworkers can inspire you to work harder, be better, and incubate new ideas, they can wear you down. Unmotivated employees are usually as a result of a much larger organizational problem. Perhaps it's bad communication from the top. It might be disorganization, disenfranchisement. Disenfranchisement. Yes. Yes. With leadership. I'm sorry, guys. Or general distrust. Whatever it is, if everyone around you is unmotivated, you're in a toxic work environment. Number five, 
a toxic workplace may have stifled growth. Speaking of growth, if you're not experiencing experience it, your workplace might be toxic, even if it's just personally toxic for you. If your workplace doesn't seem to offer any mobility, learning opportunities, or mentorship, they're, in, they're likely not invested in the growth of their employees. Once you're recognized that you have nowhere to grow, it might be time to change the soil. Yep. That's true. 1,000%. Oh, this is a huge one. A toxic workplace likely has a rapid employee turnover. Oh yeah, I mean that's a that's a sure sign that that, that, that things aren't going well. If, uh, they people people keep keep quitting, <laughs> and they're hiring keep hiring new people. Oh yeah, for sure. Rapid employee turn turnover is a pretty sure sign that a workplace is toxic. Leaving a job is a tough decision to make. When you notice that several people are making that decision, then something is really wrong. Conversely, if employees are constantly being laid off or fired. This can be a sign of a few other toxic elements. High employee turnover usually means their, dis their disorganization, lack of direction, bad leadership, or little opportunity. Pay attention to the turnover rate in your company. I never understood this. This took me a while. Like, I never knew the term turnover. Right. But as I got well, older, now, I got now it. Now you know, and now you've Is seen there a way to find out? Um, I mean, if you're there already, you notice a lot of people are coming and going. I don't know if, it, you know, they keep records of it online or anything, but... Um, I, I think, uh, you know, you start talking to people who work there, they'll, they'll let you know if, if there's a high turnover rate for sure. I think you can find that out and you can't like, you don't, it's, you can't hide that. So I think you find out pretty quickly. Number seven, a toxic workplace often has no work life balance. You deserve to have a full life outside of work. You should be able to toggle your Slack notifications to off. You should be able to leave an email unread after dinner on a Tuesday. You should be able to make your dentist appointment without feeling guilty. You should take the vacation days you're earned. This is true. Sure. Because especially working from home, because our boss wasn't in the same room as us, it was always like, where are you? At 11 o'clock, 1130, I was off for like four hours and I was asked to sign back in. Right. Of course, to clock back in. But I was literally in bed and I'm like, do you really need me? Yes, I really need you. Okay, yeah. And it's annoying. Right. Yeah. It's I annoying. worked one I remember I worked one day I put in sixty nine hours in one week. Wow. That's how I was able to purchase this beauty right here. Okay. For those who are listening, okay. so I paid. have a Mac Pro. Right. I was able to buy within two weeks because of the overtime. <laughs> oh, you got overtime? Yeah. I would have begged for the those extra hours. No, which then. is part of the reason when I was working at home, yeah. I didn't mind the overtime. Sure. But when I'm already in bed sleeping sure. and you're texting me. Yeah. And she didn't like obviously she didn't say wake up. She didn't know I was sleeping. Right. But most likely at eleven thirty at night people are sleeping. Sure. But hey, overtime hour. Get your ass up, man. Go 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 start hustling. See, I but the you. thing is, now that I'm done with school and everybody mm. knows what I'm I went to school for, now I'm looking for a job for my career. Right. I'll I'll sleep at the studio if I need to. You hope get, you're gonna get used to it. Yeah, you're going to you understand because that's is that's my passion. Sure, sure, this sure. was not my passion. I know. I hear you. So hmm. I hear you. Eight. But I, well, I, I think it's different. If you're salaried, and I wasn't. And but if you are, and they're texting you at eleven thirty, and you're working sixty nine hours, then it's a lot. <laughs> then it's not so fun because you don't get that extra overtime money to buy MacBooks. Yeah, it's. <coughs> I apologize. A toxic workplace leaves you battling. Burnout. We touched upon a burnout a little bit in this article. Burnout is more than a buzzword you may have heard around workplace. Workplace burnout is recognized by the World Health Organization as a legi legitimate medical di uh, diagnosis, which is true. Right. You asked me before if a job ever 
affected my mental yep. health. I started having panic attacks. Yep. I started waking up. My job, my shift started at 7 a.m. I started texting my boss. I'm not coming in at 7. I'll be there 8, 8.30 mm -hmm. just to get that hour in because I would wake up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and wouldn't fall asleep finally till right. about 5 because or 5.30. Yeah, sure. I was anxious. I was worried. I started, I would wake up and feel like I heard the phone ringing. Um, I'm not wow. saying this to say this, but for people that are listening, mental health is a real thing. Sure. And no, nothing in this world is worth your mental health. No. Because that's what's driven people to commit suicide. Sure. They have gotten into such a dark hole and such a bad depression that some people, me, I recognize I was going through something and I seeked help. Not everybody's like that. And then they they turn for the worst. They either go to, to drugs or alcohol or worse. It's not worth it. As much money as you're making, if your mental health is affected, please get help. Number nine, a toxic workplace has little or no forward movement. So a lot of this is being repeated. Sure. Sometimes toxic work environments grow from some sort of seating, wherever the seat is a bad manager, a damaging physical year, or a organization-wide failure to uphold the company's mission. This is where things start to go south, which is correct. Yeah, sounds like you checked off most of these, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> see, I mentioned them, them I if not and all I didn't them. look at the list. I did what mm -hmm. you always tell me to do. Don't even look at the list. Yep. Let's just go by. Yep. Um, a toxic work, number 10, a toxic workplace triggers a gut feeling. Just when you eat spoiled food or too much candy, your gut is your best warning sign. If your gut is telling you that your workplace is bad, it's probably bad. Ooh, look at this. They have a okay. bonus for us. Bonus. Signs of toxic work from home. Think toxicity doesn't happen when you're working from home. Think again. Just because you're not face-to-face -face with your coworkers or particularly a toxic boss or, or, or an overwhelming work culture does not mean that the toxic that toxic vanishes into thin air. If your brick and motor office was toxic, then it's likely the same toxic behaviors will find a way to root their way into your work from home situation. It's best to be aware as possible. Here's a few signs. Um, office gossip that happens online, whether through messaging apps, side emails, post meeting summaries, text messages, still damaging. Um, bullying behavior, Digitally meetings overlook. You're burnt out, and everyone's burnt down is even worse. So basically, the same what I was just talking yep. about. Yeah. So you checked off all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, let me explain something. Okay. I am who I am in the like who I, my personality. I don't hide it, and I've been. My parents have told me this. Friends have told me this. My personality, I don't hide it for nobody. Uh, now, yeah, yeah, I've noticed. Do I, shut up. <laughs> I've noticed that. But do I talk to my boss the way I talk to my friends? No. No, you're but I come professional. In, it's professional. Exactly, but sure. I, I just I just put my pers personality in a professional way. But I don't hide it. I don't act like, good, good morning. Yes, I'll go. <laughs> Hi. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to sometimes forget to clock in. So I go to my boss. Hey, girl, you look so cute today. And she'd be like, Abigail, did you forget to clock in? I said, yes. She's like, Abigail. And I said, I, I said, I know, I'm sorry. So I would still recognize and right. apologize for not clocking in. But the way I went about it was just like, don't get mad at me kind of way. Like, let me let me butter right, you up. Because right. that's who did I am. It, did it work? Yeah, because she wouldn't write me up. She, used to, she always said, I'm going to eventually have to write you up. And I said, I know. But my point is, that was my personality. It wasn't like, 
a girl, just clock me in. You could do it mm-hmm. anyway. What's the big... No, I said, I know. Right. I'm sorry. Yes, nicely. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And we all forgot to clock in, so... Sure. I think that's what we used to annoy her. What, if it was just one of us, but it was always all of us. So if it wasn't me forgetting one day, she, she was clocking at least one person in a day. Right. So have you learned anything? Like, then I would say the next I time you get... I have learned. And, and you start... These start... Listen, I'm very sensitive. I've just, learned that I shouldn't make a complaint about every little thing, make the little things into big deals. I've made mistakes in my jobs. I haven't been perfect. I am somebody, and I've, and I've done this in a lot of jobs, where once I, I'm unmotivated or I get in trouble, instead of um, instead of, of just keep putting my best forward, I lack motivation, and I'm not my numbers aren't being met, and I just feel upset. And what, and that's not good because if I should prove them wrong by giving my all every single day, right. even if um if my boss comes in and tells me they're not happy with my report, they're not happy with my numbers, then the next day I come in and I don't feel like trying. Right. And that's a mistake I've made and yeah. I've learned not to do that. You, uh, you know what else you can do? What? And start your own shit like I did. And uh, that way, <laughs> that, that, that I don't way you know. don't, that way you don't have to, well, uh, I say that I'm like, you don't have to answer to anybody. That's not true. I answer to you. You're yes, my, you right do. now. You're my boss. I like that. But I do not feel toxic. I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel threatened. Uh, whatever that whole list you went down. Yeah. I don't feel any of that. So no. So we're we're good. We're good. Although you know you make fun of me. But <laughs> yeah. No. I've been, I've been, I've been pretty lucky. My last my last job. I worked for a long time. Uh, I had a had a cool boss. What That's did not you to do? Say, uh, I was uh, yeah. I work I work for Kevin. I work for Kevin. Did oh, all his, Kevin uh, Smith. Yeah. When are you going to talk to Kevin about me? Oh, I think you should. T- I, I think he would love you because you're a podcaster. So Yeah, I want to be in his movie. Yeah. And he makes movies. Or not yeah. even in his he's movie. A, he's just a cool the- guy. But that's not to say, you know, there wasn't some time, you know. He, yeah. Because, he, yeah. He's a, he, See, but Kevin is somebody. I don't know Kevin Smith. Sure. Let me just say that. This is just my opinion. Right. Kevin Smith, from what I've seen, I think, I think it's fair to say even if celebrities, as us, as normal people, you can tell. Yeah, when sure, someone's super sure, nice, sure, sure. Kevin and all his interviews have been really humble. But I have a feeling that if Kevin does have an issue, is that people think that he's so easygoing that they don't respect him when it's time to work. That's it's time to work. Probably a good analogy. That's probably a good. Assumption. That's what yeah. I'm assuming because usually people yeah, like yeah. Kevin aren't taken seriously till they finally. No, 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 that guy got stuff done, and then you know if you're working for him, you got to get that. You got to get that stuff done too. So. I think if anything, um, I'll be you know, his assistant. I didn't even the, um, in front of the camera, behind the, the scenes. I, you know, I was I was working all the time, but I liked it. But uh, you know, there was no the work life balance was thrown off. Definitely, he was on the West Coast, so you got to work West Coast hours. Three hours behind. Yeah, and then I think that the uh, yeah, I think the only thing that, <laughs> that I really hated doing is I, there were a couple of times I had to go get weed for him. So before it was legal, <laughs> so that you know that added an element of danger for sure. I yeah, that I was, wouldn't uh, do that. Yeah. You know, now it's no big deal, but back, uh, say, 10 years ago. Was he open about this? It's okay we're talking about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He knows. He don't. I mean, uh, you know, every time he flew in, you know, that you couldn't, you know, you can't fly with weed with you. It wasn't hard to get. Someone had to get it for him every time he traveled. So mm. sometimes I would well, be Well, I want to meet him. Uh, can we get him on the podcast? Probably. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, it's not like I just call and he comes on, but... Uh, well, well I want to go. I, I sent you that invite. He's going to be here in Jersey in the fall to, for the documentary. He's, he's doing that. He's doing a, a birthday party at the store in a couple of weeks. The uh, His podcast theater, is uh, there's going to be a grand opening. I'm down. He's going to be shooting his movie here soon. Yeah, there will be, be plenty of times to see him. I can't wait. You're like, yo, I heard you made Ming. 
or do you, do you I said, Kevin, you need weird? me in your life. You know what it is? I just want, I, well, I want to be a PA. That's could, what I really. You could probably be a PA. That's, that's really what I want. If he does, if, I, I'm joking about, I mean, I would audition, but he probably wouldn't put me you in. Don't to, oh, for the movie? Yeah, like I'm joking about that, but I'm serious about being a production. You never know. You never know. I don't. I. I don't know what the current script looks like. Maybe he needs a. Um, you know, he needs a, a fiery Latina in the script. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, I think this has been a very interesting episode. That's I think good. this has been. You feel better. You vent. I feel. It I, sounds I, like you vented. I feel like I was a little aggressive. I, I love it. That, that's, I'm excited. It's the only reason I podcast so I can vent about things. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, see you guys later.